Hello, and welcome to Darkness Loves Us. An all-things horror podcast. I'm Sarah Lopez. And I'm Tennille Bradshaw. And tonight, we're bringing you our book report on the 2006 film Slither. Yeah, so how's it going? How's your week been so far? You know, retrograde is retrograding. It is indeed. Yeah. I don't understand how this is Wednesday. It feels like last Friday. It yes. feels, you know what I mean? It feels like it's been two weeks and it, three days. It really Sorry, feels, I bumped my mic. It really does feel like that. Um, it's been a really just challenging week so far. Yeah. I just feel mentally exhausted. I think every single person I talk to is in the same boat. Yeah. It's just a it's just a crazy week this week. But yeah. I'm glad to be here tonight. Me too. And I'll say to our guests, how do we consume this movie? We watched it together. We did. We watched it together on Amazon. Yeah. And um, we had a pizza party. Pizza party. Watched the movie. movie. Watch. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. But um, it was hard to eat pizza during this movie. <laughs> Which you'll it learn was. about later. Yeah, you will. So um, I'll let you, I'll let Tanil tell the background on this film and before we get into what the film is about. Well, um, so... This movie came out in 2006. Um, I can tell you it was directed by James Gunn. And I can tell you a little bit about him as well. But I'm going to um, uh, look into that, of uh, getting on the background of the whole movie here. But um, James Gunn, he is, of course, far more famous for directing Guardians of the Galaxy and writing Guardians of the Galaxy. And mm -hmm. some of those players from Guardians of the Galaxy are actually in Slither. So these, so they all have a background mm -hmm. in this little indie horror film. I can actually remember when this came out. Me too. Um, I remember going to see it um, because I always like going to see the horror movies, of course, but 2006, what was I doing? I was 30 years old. Um, my daughter was two. Hmm. So I can remember like that time period when yeah. it came out. Um, but yes, so let me... There's a crossover between Guardians of the Galaxy and James Gunn and actors on this that were in that. And there's also a crossover between James Gunn, whose brother is Sean Gunn, who was a big star in, in Gilmore Girls. Mm. And there's Gilmore Girls character uh, actors that are also in this too. Yeah, because the guy... Uh, the mayor. Yeah, the mayor. His last name was Greg, I think. Yeah. He is played by, I will tell you in one moment. Um, Greg Henry is his Greg name. Greg Henry, yeah. He plays Logan's dad. Who, yeah. he's, a, he's an asshole in that. He too. always plays a jerk. But yeah. so so it's kind of like a science fiction-y twist on a black black comedy kind of horror film. Yeah. So, um, and it was actually James Gunn's directorial debut. So this is his first time directing. Mm -hmm. And um, the stars are Nathan Fillion. He plays Sheriff Party. Yes, he does. Um, and he's a, a tasty snack. Uh, Elizabeth Banks, she's a tasty snack as she always, she too. Looks beautiful. And she plays uh, Starla, is her character's name. And um, which is the perfect name for her character. It really is. And Starla. she's so cute. Mm -hmm. And and so it's a small town in South Carolina. It's called um, I can't remember what it like wood. It's Wheelsy. called Wheelsy. Wheelsy. Mm -hmm. And they're they are gonna have this big uh, festival. They call the Deer Cheer. Because mm -hmm. uh -huh, they're like a very big deer hunting kind of it's town. It's like the kickoff for deer season. Yeah, deer season. And the mayor is just a real 
uh, sleaze bag in a way. I mean, he doesn't do anything particularly sleazy. He's just kind of a an asshole. Yeah, just an overall, just an asshole. Yeah. And Nathan Fillion is the chief of police in this town, and he he's pining for Starla. He's yeah. he's had a he's carried a torch for her for a long, long time. But she is married to uh, Michael Rooker. Yeah. But what's his name? He. he his name is Grant Grant. Oh, yeah, that's right. Grant Grant. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of like the rich guy in the town. And, and somehow these two end up together. Um, I think they say at the beginning of the movie that, like, oh, well, she had, like, a really hard time in her childhood. Like, her mom died. Kind of her dad died. kind of a knight in yeah. shining armor. Yeah. She got swept off her feet. Yeah. So it starts out with a meteorite coming down from the sky and landing in the woods. And... Um, it's kind of uh, parasitic, we find out, mm-hmm. and it starts to, um, so Grant uh, Grant tries to get some from his beautiful wife, mm-hmm. Starla Grant. He tries to put the moves on her. She's like a sweet school teacher, and she's just not having it, and he's just kind of yucky. Mm-hmm. Ew. Like, I wouldn't want to do it with him either. No. So she says, not tonight. I'm not in the mood. And he kind of throws a little tantrum about that. And he's like, fine, I'm going for a walk. Well, when he goes out to a walk, he goes to the bar. And this woman ends up hitting on him. And he and her go out into the woods. And they stumble upon the meteorite. And this thing comes out of the meteorite, which kind of looks like first, like, butthole slash vagina situation it looks like a maggot yeah crawling along and then the maggot opens up with a vagina on the top of it yes. to me that's what it looked like and then something shoots out and goes directly into um michael rooker's chest and he becomes a zombie mm-hmm. in a sense but he's retained his personality somewhat but he's being driven by this parasite right so um he starts to crave meat yeah he's just like Meat. 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 So he goes to the grocery store and he buys 14 steaks. <laughs> he was like, are you, the guy's like, how are you having a party? He's like, kind of. Kind of. 14 ribeyes to <laughs> surprise my wife. Yes, please. So and he ends up putting a lock on the door to the basement. And she's like, what's going on? And he's like, it's a surprise for your birthday. And she's like, my birthday's in two months. Right. So uh, anyway, so he locks up the garage and she just, or the basement. And she's kind of like, uh... Okay, so sh- she knows something is wrong, but she's not quite sure what it is. She's like, are you feeling okay right. kind of thing? You know, that whole thing. Um, so she and he are supposed to go to the deer cheer, but he really feels an overwhelming urge to eat her, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, but he also, his personality takes over, and he's like, no, I can't eat my wife. I know. I will go eat that girl mm-hmm. or impregnate the girl that I was going to hook up with the night the meteor got me. Right. And everything is going to go downhill from, from there. Here. From so, that decision forward, things get haywire. Yes. So it's just a whole, from there, uh, uh, Grant starts to get grosser and grosser. Grosser and grosser. And so Starla ends up going to the deer cheer by herself, and she meets up with Nathan Fillion, Sheriff Party, and when she goes home, she knows immediately something's wrong, and... The police show up the next day mm-hmm. and say, hey, have, where's your husband? She's like, I don't know. He can't, didn't come home from work. And they're like, well, he was last seen going in, or she, he was seen last night going into this lady's house, and now she's missing. And so it all just goes to hell. It sure does. I was a little, like, ugh about Matthew Rooker's character from the very beginning. He's kind of gross and, like, domineering and yucky. 
Um, and also, there's just like a lot. Bless you. Excuse me. A lot of um, male gaze happening. Yeah. Especially on Starless Body yeah. at the beginning. That I'm just like, ugh. They're gross. always looking There's at her like, butt. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's like everyone's fixated on her butt in that. I mean, town. it's a fabulous butt. It's fa- a fabulous but, little tissue. But you know, that reminds me of a new girl when you've seen that episode where um, Schmidt is on the phone with Nick and he's pretending it someone named Nicole to like make um, his girlfriend jealous. Uh-huh. And he goes. Are you taking care of that that tushy for me? And Nick goes, Well, I haven't been doing squats or anything. <laughs> you keeping that tushy tight for me? <laughs> Guys, watch New Girl. It's great. It's so funny. Um, so this movie was not. It was considered a box office failure because it only grossed twelve million worldwide against a fifteen million dollar budget. Yeah. But I think like what? How much more do they think this movie was gonna? Gross. So, I mean, if you're kind of know how these things go, as if you were going to be like an executive guy kind of person, I mean, it could be an executive gal. Yeah. But but if you see that, okay, well, in the box office, it only did twelve point eight million. But don't you think that it would, being that it's like a fun, funny, uh, strange indie horror film, that it's gonna get some money in DVD sales or yeah, a, yeah. and, and now like I'm streaming. Sure. Yeah. And also, but of course, then no one knew what streaming would become. But yeah, it, it was well received by critics, and then now it's become like a cult favorite. Yeah, and I can see why because there there is some really funny lines in it. There are some funny lines, and there was par- like parts I thought were really gross. Like yeah, there's lots of meat eating and lots of uh, viscera popping noises, moist crunching. The part the parts where the slugs when the slugs all burst forth and they become all these little baby slugs. Yeah, so that part though, let's like talk about that is the the woman he goes to impregnate. She basically turns into a giant melon full of slugs. She looks like. A, a huger version of the girl from Willy Wonka yeah. that turns into the blueberry. Yeah, Violet Beauregard. Yeah, Violet styles. Beauregard. Mm-hmm. Um, she turns into basically that, but not a purple. A big skin ball. But that, after that happens, and they, um, the little slugs burst forth, and mm-hmm. they start going to everybody's house and getting in their mouths, uh-huh. I felt like I could throw up. Like, yeah. it, I don't, it was making me feel really gross. All the wiggly and going down yes. the throat. And just, like, in their whole mouths and yeah. stuff. It was and gross. And like, all their eyes were rolling back and stuff. Ugh, I didn't yeah. like that. Yeah, so, um, basically, these slugs are all part of the same entity, and they're a, um, a, they have the same consciousness. Yes, so shared consciousness, that, for they, sure. Yeah, so it's just one creature who just kind of goes to planet to planet and um, basically eats it and, t- yeah. you know, consumes it. So, uh, they start to go... They are trying to find Grant, and then they run into him, and he is he keeps he's uh, slowly changing into this like slugs thing. They call it they call it a um, not a I mean squid. it is like a sl- slug, but they call it a squid, mm-hmm. and you can see it does have a squidish um, look to it. But that's one of my favorite. That is when one of my favorite lines of the movie happens. Oh yeah, that's right. When so, they happen upon him, what is the line that he says? He said. Uh, that that looks like something that fell off that fell off my dick during the war. <laughs> that was a good line. I love that. That was line. a great line. There's some really good lines in this. Um, yes, Nathan Fillion has a couple has some, really good ones. Yeah. So in the beginning, so he says he they te- he's their uh, his partner is teasing him about still having 
the hots for Starla and he says, I'm surprised you're able to lift that mug of beer you've been carrying that torch for so long. <laughs> and P Sheriff Party says, oh, that reminds me. There's something I wanted to tell you. And he says, well, what's that? And he says, well, fuck you, fat ass. <laughs> and that just made me laugh. It was really funny. Was and then uh, Starla, she has like a scene where you know, she's just after like a, a switch is flipped in Starla mm -hmm. and she goes from like the meek and mild little school teacher to mm -hmm. like an ass kicker. Yeah. And so the mayor looks at her and goes, that bitch is hardcore. And it was just, it was a funny moment because <laughs> she just got through like stomping a, a zombie corpse. Right. Um, and then you're the sheriff guy says that's like finding a needle in a fuck stack. Oh yeah, a needle in a fuck stack. That was another one that was like, but it was there were some corny lines, but they were so perfectly timed that they actually really hit comedian. Yeah, comedically. They, they were funny. And yeah. I had a, like a really good jump scare when um, Darla, Darla, when Starla busts into that room. I guess it was her basement or whatever, and that dead dog falls from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. I jumped about a foot when that happened. Mm -hmm. That was a pretty good jump scare. That was. That was. They got me. Um, and then, and then the mayor also says, if I weren't, he says, if I weren't about to shit my pants right now, I'd be fucking fascinated because of, like, all the stuff that's happening. It was really funny. It was really funny. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I saw it when it first came out, but, I mean, that's been so long ago. I had not, I had not revisited it since that time. I appreciated too, um, one of the families, because it's like, you know, the squid thing is going from house to house down this, like, tree line, so it's hitting, like, ranch after ranch after ranch, and finally gets to this ranch where there's these three girls that live there, an older teenage daughter and two little girls, mm -hmm. and when the mom comes to tuck in the two little girls for bed before anything has happened, the, both little girls are reading Goosebumps books. I yeah, thought that was cute. cute. They were cute. Yeah. And, um... You know, there was, of course, like, the teenage girl was in the bathtub, and that's when the little creepy slither gets in there. Yeah. That was, like, I was, like, what's going to happen? That was so reminiscent. I mean, you know, horror movies, there's always nodding something. to something else. But that was so rem reminiscent of uh, Freddy Krueger with his glove coming up coming between her legs. Mm -hmm. Because she's laying like that, and it's kind of swimming up towards her, and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I noticed there was only one nipple shown in that movie, and it was that child's. Yeah, in the bathtub. I mean, she. She's yeah. a, I'm let's, sure she's over pray eighteen. To the Lord, she's over the eight. But yeah. she wasn't supposed to be playing someone over eighteen. No, she's she a was teenager. playing a high school kid. I know. And I was like, okay, I'm like, come on. But I told you, I, I, I'm suspect of James Gunn's. Um, yeah, he creepy nature. He seems like a creep. Yeah. So um, the other thing is, is that I'm here to tell you, uh, dearly, uh, darkness lovers. Women, we, women do not bathe with their legs spread open. Oh, yeah. You heard it here first. Uh-huh. I mean, hot take. Hot take. No, thanks. I mean, I get in the bathtub, and I usually just don't immediately lay down and spread my legs. <laughs> no. I mean, I mean this would be a different look, kind of party. <laughs> you know, it could be. And you do you. And, but just, you know, for bathing's sake, it's just something that only directors of horror films yeah, typically definitely. do. Yeah. Definitely. Um, any other parts that you really loved um i think i mean this movie is just fun it is yeah. a fun movie and i i love just how gross it is because yeah. it is a gross movie it's so gross um yeah I, I like that and i just like the um i don't know it's just the acting is good for what it is i think the acting is great i yeah. thought that um 
Jenna Fisher, who Jenna Fisher from The Office, who played Pam Beasley on The Office, was married to James Gunn, the director of this film at the time. They're actually both from St. Louis, Missouri, by the mm-hmm. way. And um, so she is in it, and she plays like the dispatcher at the police station. Uh-huh. And um, I guess she wasn't even supposed to be in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another actor in that part, a male. Okay. And he got a pilot at the same time, and so he begged off, basically, and said I couldn't do the movie anymore. So Jay- And it was, like, at the last minute. So James Gunn rewrote the character uh, for his wife to just come and take over the part and added some extra lines. And I think her part is one of the... F- it's so funny. Yeah, she's cute. Like, there's it. not that many lines, but she's really funny in yeah. it. Yeah, because she's just kind of nonplussed, kind of like... Oh, whatever. This is what, whatever. And that part when, when he finally gets a hold of her, mm-hmm. when Nathan Fillion finally gets a hold of her, mm-hmm. and he's like, she's like, your mom called. Yeah. She said, the toilet's backed up again. She said, it's because of what you did there on Sunday night. Yeah. And it was just the way she delivers the line. It was really funny. I thought it was really good. It was really good. And, and uh, there was a part, too, when you finally, like, shit's going down. It's, like, kind of the climax of the film, and you see that Grant has become this giant gelatinous slug thing yes and all his like zombies are coming forward and kind of just pressing their bodies into him and fusing with him i love that so much it was so funny because then nathan fillion just looks at it and goes well now that's some fucked up shit (laughs) and it was just this guy and he was just had like uh, growths all over his body mm-hmm. and you could see his his butt was all covered right. with like growths and he just like becomes fuses with the slug thing and yeah. it's really gross and it was really cool how when the, all the, the people are fused with the slug thing mm-hmm. when they how they all start to like react the same way yeah so it, he's like happy like to see his, see his wife they're like <laughs> like everything was done like in together and that was really funny and really good because while it is this uh extraterrestrial monster thing it also still retains grant's uh personality so they're all calling for his wife essentially all the zombies are yes yeah and i like the part too where if one zombie saw you they all knew where they were because they share that consciousness Mm -hmm. i highly recommend all of our dearly departed listeners watch this during this uh spooky season it's incredibly fun it is it's a good one yeah and also we found out tonight that um it is going to be streaming for free on Tubi. Mm-hmm. So if you want to watch it, you can see it on there. Yes. Or you can spend two ninety nine on like Amazon. We did. Like yeah. we did. Yeah. Tubi was supposed to start today, but it wasn't, it even wasn't though it said, happening. it wasn't available. Yeah, maybe. So maybe to, like by tomorrow. Maybe by tomorrow, be. yeah. Yeah. Um, it has a lot of good reviews, and it has a good Rotten Tomatoes review. What would you give it at um, Skulls out of five? Um, I would give it a good four skulls. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Four to five skulls. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I think I enjoyed it a, a lot because of Nathan Fillion. He just... He's just... He's just adorable. Yes. And um, he does a great job. So, yeah, I really... And I always love Elizabeth Banks. Yes. She was great, too. His, his one-liners are really funny and yeah. delivered so dryly. I think that's why I really... Uh, she's great, and I like her in anything. I do, too. But I watch her in anything, anything I, at all. I really liked his, like, little one-liners that were delivered so dryly they didn't even seem like one-liners. Yeah. So and that made it great. Yeah, it was good. Well, um, I also gave it a four out of five, and I think we can... Do you have anything else you want to say about the film? Um, no, it, I just enjoyed watching it with you, and... Um, yeah, it was good. I highly recommend it. Yeah, me too. Um, 
Let's move on to see. Do you have anything to l raise the coffin lid on this week or just me? I don't, okay. but I'm happy to hear what you have. All right. Greek. Hi, Aunt Gert. Now, Hi, no Aunt need Gert. to get, don't get out and wander around because we got a short coffin lid tonight, Aunt Gert. So just stay put. So, breaking news. Yes. In the world of true crime. Okay. Something that I have been waiting for, but I'm sure not as long as he's been waiting for. I'm sure of it. Um, Baltimore prosecutors moved to vacate Adnan Syed's conviction in the 1999 murder case brought to national fame in the serial podcast. Mm -hmm. So, we knew already, and we reported it here, that um, Innocence Project had taken up this case mm -hmm. and that they had submitted d DNA to be tested. Right. That had never... It had, oh, they always had it. Baltimore always had it. Um, but it hadn't been tested. I have a lot of opinions on this case. I'm not going to get. I mean, we could get, we could go down a, a hole. I could talk about it for six years. Yeah, that's right. But, and we also have opinions even on other cases, how we feel about Baltimore, Maryland, yes. and yep. Baltimore PD, honestly. Baltimore PD, I don't know. I can't speak to their current situation, but I will speak to them in 1999, mm -hmm. incredibly corrupt. Yeah. And, and honestly known as one of the most uh, corrupt police forces. That's true. So I hope they've got their shit cleaned up. I really hope so. But this is enough. This, this will tell you all you need to know about them right here. Mm -hmm. So, um... There, he was he could get a new trial because mm -hmm. the prosecutors determined their predecessors withheld information and alternate su alternate suspects in the 1999 murder. Sure. We already knew that. We already knew that they did not submit Bradley to the defense. Yeah. That was a huge problem that he that has been known. We already know Adnan's attorney she she was disbarred before her death. Um she was not good. There were so many problems with this case. But um what they have said is that after a year-long investigation conducted by prosecutors and Syed's attorney, they uncovered new evidence, including alternate suspects either engaged in serial rape and sexual assault or attacked a woman in a vehicle, the documents show. Mm -hmm. Never released mm -hmm. to, the, to the defense. Mm -hmm. Prosecutor's motion also says that Lee's vehicle was located near a home associated with one of these alternative suspects. One of these alternative suspects had previously threatened her. Uh-huh. Um, so while the office of Baltimore State Attorney Marilyn Mosby does not concede that Syed, who is now 41, is innocent, the prosecutor's motion says that they no longer have faith in his conviction. So they don't have the balls to come out and say, we messed up. Yeah. He's innocent. They're right. just saying, we don't have faith in his conviction. We're letting him out. I know. It's bullshit. I know. But we, like, even when we did the, um, we talked about the, well, first off, I just don't feel like Baltimore uh, particularly care for or uh, work to protect persons of color. 100%, no. Um, and we, we did cover that on when we did the case for uh, Unsolved Mysteries for um, the guy that uh, they told his wife. Oh, it was just a suicide. When you, oh, they know yeah. full well it was not a suicide. There's too many strange things there. Too many weird but things. But because he uh, was... Latino, they don't, I mean, it's like, he's not a priority. They don't really care. They made her feel crazy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And there was, and, um, the 
Becky Feldman, who's the chief of the state attorney's office in the sentencing review unit, which is a, from what I understand, is a new unit, mm-hmm. um, says the state's Bradley violations robbed the defendant of information that would have bolstered his investigation and argument that someone else was responsible for the victim's death. Yeah. So they're withholding Bradley. That is insane and sickening. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, his father died while he's in prison, or if he hasn't already passed, is incredibly sick. Yeah. Um. This is, you know, stole years from him. His life, and you know what? More than that, they stole that peace of mind from Heyman Lee's family, who thought this had been put to rest, right? And it really wasn't. No. And then, of course, everything happened with cereal, all that getting, you know, drug up. Everything that Heyman Lee's family has had to go through, still. So both families are completely wrecked by this. Yeah. But instead, instead of looking for the truth, they sought to convict someone based on. Well, this is easy. He is brown. He's Muslim. He is Arabic. Yeah. Uh, he is, you know, it, it, during, like, the Gulf War, po- shortly after Gulf War times, right around, you know, of course 9-11 happens after, but, like, right around that time period, basically Muslim kid, perfect target. Yeah, I know. And that was just horrible. And the fact that he was only 17 years old, but they purposely mistyped in his birthday so that he was kept in prison without... Um, being able to go home on bail because they said that he was 18 and moved him to the adult area when he should have never been in the adult area. Right. There are so many problems with this case, but I am just so happy for Adnan Syed that he is going to be getting out, it looks like, and I really hope they seek to find who actually um, did this to Heyman Lee. And I have a feeling maybe they do know because they can't keep him in jail if there's someone else they want to prosecute. That's right. And that's going to be a hard case for them yeah. to prosecute that because they're yeah. going to say, oh, well, didn't you already convict the wrong person once? That's right. What a, what a clusterfuck, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So, well, um, hopefully there will be, I mean, justice for him. I don't think, at this point, there is no justice, but he'll get out at least. Yes. Because, uh, you know, they took the best years of his life, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's really sad. It is. Well, if you have nothing else, I'll, I'll invite Aunt Gert to lay down, and I'm going to pull up her quilt and, and shut the coffin lid forcefully and with vengeance for Haman Lee and Adnan Syed. Yes. All right, we know that there has been some long, dark nights of the soul lately. There has been. Oh, my goodness, this week has felt like it's never, ever going to end. It, I know, it really has. It's been exhausting. I, I just, um, I just uh, hope that we can all, in this Mercury retrograde and this time, whatever it's causing it, whatever you might be struggling with right now, uh, darkness lovers, that there is... Um, an end to this week eventually yes i cannot believe it's wednesday it truly feels like it should be next monday already it really does um so tenille what is getting you through these long dark nights well i have one thing that is just a small silly thing other than i've still been watching my what we do in the shadows which is always a good time Mm -hmm. um so you know i love uh the great british bake-off oh yes i love it i love noel gallagher i love uh prue um, I love all those people, mm-hmm. and I... You, you love all I love, Hollywood? Um, <laughs> His hand shaking. And him. <laughs> um, but no, so, but now, right now we're between seasons on Netflix. I'm sure it's going on in um, Great Britain mm-hmm. still, but right now, we, we in America, we don't have the new mm-hmm. episodes on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, they do have new episodes to, that are new to us, um, 
the the junior bake-off oh i haven't seen any of them yet is it fun it is fun so it's just little british kids uh about tween age from little to to early teens um baking things Mm -hmm. and it's really so one of the hosts is liam charles who is a previous um bake-off winner okay of the adults and then uh, a lady named ravneet gill she's really uh a famous pastry, I think is what she's famous for. Mm-hmm. Then they have always the comedic guy on there, or gal. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's a comedian named Harry Hill. And he is about as terrible as they get. Mm-hmm. But it's more fun just to watch the kids. I mean, he's kind of like roll your eyes grown. He's like the uncle that pulls the quarter out from behind your ear. Right. Kind Which of they kind of are, even though I love Noel. They kind of are that same way, too. I know, but he's like, but I think he, I'm endeared to Noel because he's a goth and so yeah. I love him. And yeah. I also have to see what his outfits are. Oh, I love his outfits they're crazy. every time. But this Harry Hill is just a lot. So, anyway, <laughs> um, but it is fun. So, if you, if, the only thing is, is that when the little cherubic, round faced little British kids start crying and they're sad because they got cut from the competition. It is a little sad to watch British, little, little British kids. kids cry. I'm like, don't cry. But, um, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I like watching it. Yeah. yeah. I have to give it a watch. Um, you know what's also, to, to piggyback on that, something I've been enjoying lately, is the two girls that are best friends and live together, which is Frida, who was the, she, on the last season, I believe she was the vegan baker with mm. the long hair mm-hmm. and then you know the girl I can't think of her name but she had the crazy cu- dyed curly hair mm. some in the same season and she didn't win but she got pretty close towards the end um, they are best friends they live together and they have a joint TikTok oh. I think her name is Maz or Maisie or something mm. Frida and Maisie or Frida and Maz mm. and she has a kind of a her accent is not just British. It's like, I don't know if it's Cockney or Northern. I don't know what her, her accent is, but it's very um, hard to understand her. But I, I love their little TikToks. So it says Freya Cox. Freya, yeah. Is the first vegan baker. Uh-huh. Um, and she, so, yeah, okay. So Freya, I'm going to have to look for her on uh, TikTok. Yeah, they're in a, they're, they have one together, Freya and this girl. The only girl that I know on there that has had curly hair is on the from the same season. Yeah. I can see if you can find it. Anyway, it's really fun. They do little dances and stuff, and they're always just talking about, like, because British Bake Off is airing over there right now, so they were, like, tuning in to the new season, the new cast. and. So um, it's Lizzie Acker is her name. Let me see what she looks like. I'm going to pull that up. Let's see. It's from a website called... Birmingham Live or Birmingham Live? Yes. Yeah. I remember both of those girls. Yeah, Lizzie. At, Lizzie. Uh, yeah. So Lizzie and and uh, Freya. Freya. Yeah. So look for them on TikTok. They're fun together. Very oh, cute. Well, so they're best friends now. They got they have got matching tattoos now. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're super cute. I will have to look for that. That I love yeah. that. I enjoy watching them on there. It's a little breath of fresh air. Yeah, for sure. Which is much needed. Yeah. Well, the only thing I have that's getting me through the long departed night, long departed night, I feel like departing, the long yes. dark night, mm-hmm. is that my memories of meeting Nathan Fillion on oh, the true. WB lot. When that's I was true. watching that the whole time, I, he, we were there, um, Mike's cousin, um, who's so fun, uh, Jibs, he works um, for WB, and he is 
does something mysterious over there at Warner Brothers. I'm not quite sure what it all entails, but I know it's fun and fancy and very exciting. Mm -hmm. And he took us on our own personal backlot tour on a golf cart. We got to go to all the Gilmore's Girls sites. I got to stand in the ballet studio. I got to go inside Luke's Diner. I got to go inside the... um, town square in the what are those things called not a pergola but a gazebo gazebo which my grandma used to call all gabazos in in the gazebo all of that and so i was so excited Mm because of course that that's my highlight and Mm -hmm. a lot of the same scenes that places that they used for gilmore girls they also used for true blood oh okay so it's all it's like basically the same set i gotcha so i got to see a lot of true blood sets and we only speak of true blood season one and two we don't speak of after that we don't yeah but season one and two i was have, have you heard that they're possibly remaking true somebody blood? just told me that so if they do i would hope they would make it a little bit closer to the books because i, I hope so uh who directed all those true bloods you know it was um God. Because he said that he found that book at, at like Barnes and Noble or something and you. decided he wanted to make a show out of it. And I was excited. Nathan. But, but then I, you know, and I do really like Anna Paquin, but I just felt like she just wasn't a match for Sookie. I mean, Alan Ball. Alan Ball, which we So I there's watched. a lot of different directors, but he was the, he uh, was the creator, creator, producer. So Alan Ball did an amazing job on. Mm-hmm. Um, um, six Feet Under? Yeah, Six mm-hmm. Feet Under. That was a, an amazing show. And he's done really well on other shows. But I don't know. It just wasn't for me. The, well, he the, ends up leaving the show after season three or okay. four. Yeah. So it really got it just really away went, from them. Uh, bananas on that. Yeah. Um, I will say that I really enjoyed what he did with the character of um, Lafayette. Lafayette. That was one of the highlights of the show. Because that actor, unfortunately, rest in peace. But uh, he was amazing in that he show. was and they really expanded his part from yeah, what the books he was were. hilarious yeah yeah i really i t- i would say the same thing him and tara's part both of their parts mm-hmm. i was like happy with the expansion of both of those parts yeah and, from the um book into the tv show but pretty much everything else i was pissed off about yeah i i did like pam and eric was yes. good that was good casting for pam especially yeah but yeah it, it got a little bit too cuckoo it did it did. It uh, it bummed me out. But, yeah. you know, I, I would love to see that again. I would. I'd, I'd experience it again. We'd have to reread the books. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I would do that. I would do it, too. Darkness in Dallas. Um, so uh, we were there, and we went to this. Um, it's like a prop house where you can send people in, like, from your um, – I want to say performance, but your movie, your whatever show. you're filming, your show. Mm-hmm. You send the people in, and they have a little clipboard, and they write down the serial numbers of things that they want to borrow for their show. Well, when you're just because you're filming a show at Warner Brothers doesn't mean you have free access to all their stuff. It doesn't work like that, which I would think it would, but it doesn't. Right. So you have to rent each one of those props, and there's a price per day on each prop. Mm. So as you're walking through the prop house, they'll be like, I don't know, like let's say cocktail shakers from the movie cocktail and it'll say cocktail shakers used in cocktail and then on each one will be a little tag and it'll be like ten dollars a day or how probably more than that but however much it costs you know Mm -hmm. everything from lamps oh this lamp was in the you know marvelous miss Maisel and this little whatever is happening there because lots of other shows film at warner brothers that aren't warner brothers shows they might be renting um they can rent sound stages and stuff there so 
Anyway, we're coming out of the prop house, having seen like so many amazing things. And all of a sudden I see this very handsome, um, kind eyed policeman mm-hmm. walking towards us. Mm-hmm. And as he gets closer, he says, hi, y'all enjoying your tour today? And I said, hi, hi, yes. <laughs> and everyone else around me was just like, yeah, thank you. And I was, and as soon as he went inside the um, prop house, so he was headed into the prop house, I looked at Jibs, Mike's cousin, and he was like, do you know who that was? And I was like, do you know who that was? And it was Nathan <laughs> Fillion. It was so exciting. He looks so handsome. He is much, just like all actors, he's much smaller in person than mm-hmm. he is. I mean, he was like just real skinny. Uh-huh. Um, and I was thinking too, that was like a crazy day because that day had been released. Like there was like tons of drama happening on the rookie. Mm-hmm. None of it involved him. It was like another castmate that was like leaving. And at the same being time, replaced. a new girl was being, was starting. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up seeing her later coming out of her trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just very exciting. That is exciting. And then I got to go under like the hat, the actual Harry Potter hat that they have there. Oh yeah. And I got sorted into um, Ravenclaw. Very nice. That was very exciting too. It was a full exciting day. That is. That so sounds like it. I just think of my memories of Nathan Fillion, and they get me through the long dark night. That you know what? That would get me through that too. <laughs> everyone, I think everyone in our family was impressed by him because he just seems so nice. Like I know that he was. He knew he's like I'm about to get these people a thrill of their life. Yeah, yeah. But nobody, nobody in my family knew who he was. With me, yeah. <laughs> me and Jibs were the only ones that were like, Whoa. and I'm sure Jibs meets famous people all the time. It was probably no big deal to him. Sure. But to me, I was like. Ecstatic. It's really weird, too, when you see a famous person out in the wild, so yeah. to speak, because what comes over you at first is like, they look so familiar. Do I know them? Uh-huh. Did I go to high school with them? Uh-huh. Like, that's where your brain goes yeah. versus, and then all of a sudden it clicks into place, and you're like, oh, shit. That's you that's know? why I was like, hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I was just like, oh and he was God. just like going in that prop house. I'm like, yeah. Wait, are they about to give him a fake gun? Like, what's happening now? Right. You know? It was exciting. Can, can we follow him for the day? Right. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, this has been a little bit of a mini-sode for us this week. It has. We, You know, this, sometimes that's how it happens, but I did enjoy watching this movie. I do encourage you all to kick off your spooky season with this fun-ass movie. That's right. Um, And see all those gross slurping noises. Yeah. yeah. Right. The, the meat. The, the crunching of the meat. 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 So um, um, I can post. I have a Halloween list that I go through every year Mm -hmm. i have a list of movies that i go through every year so i can post that if anyone's interested to get a little watch list yes i'm Um, interested yeah so i will post that on our instagram post this week of all the movies that you might want to hit up for your spooky season yay all right do it i'm really interested in that um we know that our next podcast that we're going to be recording is on salem's lot yes um the book i have not started reading it yet i just haven't had a, a second yet to start but i'm in the very beginning of it so far so good yeah i'm i'm excited we're gonna see it through this time this is like an anniversary gift to each other truly we've in october we'll have been recording this podcast for three years mm-hmm. um it has been a really fun three years mm-hmm. and i can't wait to see it grow and us to do more fun more episodes more. but when Tanil and i were first um Talking about getting doing a book club, as we talked about last week, Salem's Lot was at the top of our list, and we never got to complete that. So I'm excited to to close that loop. Yeah, I'm gonna, and I'm excited to read some more Stephen King. Me too. That's like reading Stephen King is like when it gets a little cold, and you go into your closet and you get your favorite sweater out or your favorite flannel. That's what reading Stephen King is like to me. It is very cozy. Yeah. If you can consider like 
really terrifying, also very cozy. Yes. And for us, we and can. We do. We That's do. That's right. That's right. All right, dear Departed listeners, we can't wait to see you next week. You know where you can find us on all the places. We have a Gmail. That's darknesslovesuspod at gmail.com. We have a link tree in our Instagram. Follow us on Instagram and um, go in our link tree. We have a bunch of stuff in Patreon now. We do. So if you want to become a patron, we'd so much appreciate it. And we would use that to bring you all the fun things. Um, yeah. So it's $3 a month if mm-hmm. you become a patron. And you get access to um, episodes that are no, no longer available. And we will be also putting on some new content yeah. that you can't get anywhere else. If you want to um, hear our um, podcast of the movie Carrie, which has never been released to the public, it's only behind the Patreon wall, Mm -hmm. you can do that. And then you can go back to baby Tennille and Sarah in our first, like, 18 episodes because we had to – back then we couldn't record a podcast all in one go like this because of our how we first signed up with Spreaker. So every episode was like three little mini episodes, mm-hmm. but they were all still like an hour apiece. Yeah. So listen to us um, not know yet how to insert the beginning music without playing it live when uh-huh. we started. Uh-huh. Um, look for the special part when I tell Tanil you're going to make the announcement yeah. before the music starts. <laughs> it, it made me laugh when I, we were moving stuff around. You know, those old episodes will always be, like, near and dearer to our heart. Yeah, because we so went out on fun. a limb. We went out on a limb. We're like, let's do this podcast. We learn together. Yes. We've grown together. So um, it's a real treat to list, for us to listen to those old episodes, and we hope that it is for you, too. And there's also another previously unreleased that's only available on Patreon is the um, – episode of uh silence of the lambs the film oh that's right yeah that's, silence of the lambs, that's the film. only uh, we did the book on our pod on uh, available on um uh spotify podcast. and regular yeah. uh podcast places but uh the movie is only available on the patreon on so, the patreon yeah. yeah so sign up for that that would be awesome we would love you guys for it and we'll shout you out if you join if you, you become a patron will. we will send you mad love we will definitely send you mad love and um listener jamie just told me um that about a really good movie that that they want us to um listen to watch for the podcast okay I'm- so listener jamie Message me again and remind me what that movie is. I'm not seeing your message right now, but message me again. Remind me that that movie that you recommended that you said was really, really good. You just watched and we'll cover it for the pod in the month of October because we want to get a lot of fun movies in yeah. the month of October. Toss us your ideas and I'll post my movie list. And you guys, if you want us to read, listen to, talk about, even if you want us to go an episode, a special episode on anything supernatural or Mm -hmm. scary that's Mm. not a movie or book Uh like maybe some cryptids or some ghost stories uh yeah holler at us holler at us holler at your girls that's right all right bye y'all bye